Our so-called Justice League is in violation of our martial law. They are to be considered an enemy and dealt with on sight. Any person found aiding or harboring them will be summarily punished. So welcome to our roundup of 2017. We're going to, myself and Richard Drummer here, I'm Paul Farron, and we're going to talk about... We are once more scot-free. We're scot-free. Scott's off uh, enjoying the new Star Wars film, which we might talk about a bit later. But well, Richard, I've not seen it, but you can. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to spoil it for, for uh, Richard oh, no. later on. <laughs> so we're going to start, we're going to roll off, we're going to talk about the most recent superhero films, which mm-hmm. were Thor Ragnarok. Indeed. Ragnarok or Ragnarok? Or Ragnarok. Ragnarok. My mother insists on pronouncing it like Christy Moore. Oh, oh, Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. I, can, I can hear a bell on the exactly. background. Exactly, has the right. And we're going to talk about Justice League, one of the most... He said with a heavy sigh. I did enjoy it. I didn't hate it. Which um, the best I can say. It's a terrible film. Yes. So this is my, my, my I, a new filing system is uh, the ones I enjoyed, mm-hmm. hated later, ones I enjoyed and hated at the same time, and ones I enjoyed but I know what I shouldn't have enjoyed. <laughs> and Justice League falls into that. Well, we start with Justice League and move backwards. Yeah, we can't. Richard, notes real quickly, but yes, it was. It it seems the curse just goes back to Batman, Superman. No one was forgiving them for that movie, and that they tried to make up with the sins of that a bit too hard. It seemed to me. I mean, you could lay it as far back as Man of Steel, really. Like that initial conception of this gritty post nine eleven Superman, interesting in theory, didn't really. Well, no, I think that film works as a standalone. The problem was they didn't have to go right. From this entirely unworkable Superman structure, make a whole Justice League out of it. And to a point, I would have liked to have seen Snyder's fully Snyder vision of Justice League. Just yes. With it, but it's, it's you, a mess. Well, it's funny. Scott's not here, but he said one interesting thing to me last night. He was blaming Joss Whedon for what he felt was a bad movie rather than uh, Zack Snyder. Now, I blame everyone, but yeah. Joe, sorry, we should say this. This is a spoiler central oh, yeah. uh, discussion of movie here so if you were hoping to hear stuff and not get, get the plot revealed to you don't I think don't hang around go once watch once just a league of scene already because it's, it's sort of slow with the box oh, yeah. office yeah, it's been, it's, it's we, are, we are very late here with this discussion yeah um, I agree it, it was Sam Manistee was very serious and it did get criticised for that mm-hmm. and they didn't take the lessons on board but then this is the question well, there's no time to really like, they were shooting this a month after Batman Superman came out so they couldn't really do that much with it which means the scripts were in and around delivering at the same time yeah um, but it, I think the question goes back to when, when is the superhero genre taking itself too seriously or not there's the, this bizarre balance we're seeing in a lot of these movies that are fantasy mm. movies and escapist and they, they are reflective of of the here and the now somewhat we would agree with that yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not I think too many as you say too many serious things being discussed with people wearing colourful costumes it doesn't seem right in the film context and certainly in the comic book context it doesn't for me either some of them no. are like just too no some mm-hmm. I, I, I mean you're not going to solve, solve the worst problems with any kind of story anyway but you can reflect what's going on in the real world mm-hmm. but is it the right place for the, the, those the more serious political discussions? I think, it, like, to jump ahead to Thor for a second, everyone's saying that it has a very consistent, interesting, like, post-colonialism subtext, and that's really well done in that movie, but it's very backgrounded. It's not at all noticeable if you're not looking for it, whereas Snyder came in with these very lofty ideas of talking about, I don't know, American essentialism and... 
what right does a superhero have to... Basically, everyone's saying his philosophy is altruism is evil, uh, which is a bold claim to put on Superman. But... Do you think he was trying to say that? It, I mean, I've seen it argued, and it's a consistent argument, but I don't know if I entirely buy that's his worldview. That's well, a I dark. think it's a bit more twisted um, uh, discussion that comes out of the mm. old Marvel idea of what great powers comes great responsibility. Uh, yes. I, I yeah. felt, if anything, what was reflective in teams was uh, it was reflecting um, a darker side of what American culture is and how it, it treats its immigrants. Because mm. don't forget, Superman is the yeah. ultimate immigrant. And I, I picked up on that stuff, which was quite nice. But as you say, back to what we were saying, it's kind of heavy handed. Whereas Ragnarok, it's like, let's sneak a little bit of a point of view on imperialism, or yeah. let's just say colonialism. That that was a nice little touch. And it didn't hang around in it because it didn't want to ruin our dinner, as it were. <laughs> yeah, it was less for filmy wanker students. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly, the two, the Ragnarok was great fun. Uh, and I said to you this before we started that I, I loved it. And it still kind of settled funny. And I actually, it was the one I went to see twice. I didn't yeah, get a chance to see Justice League a second time. Will you though? Is the question. I think I might go see it again. It's just, I was just no. I, I would have with company. Um, yeah, and if yeah. I, if that company doesn't turn up in the next week, it's gonna that's it. It's gone. I'll, I might catch it on uh, Netflix in about two years' time. But it's the most frivolous of the two films. That I suppose Ragnarok's a more frivolous movie. That's not a, that's not a criticism, by the way. No. But the Justice League one it just felt it actually felt like a bizarre B movie. It was like a B movie version it of did, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And I t- it couldn't get away from that, down to even including the special effects, which were absolutely atrocious in some places. But that's the problem, is that, one, the reshoots were so close to the release date, and also that, because everyone's like, oh, it's too dark and gritty with Superman, Batman, all that, that they artificially lightened every scene, and all the costumes look like absolute dreck now, because they weren't <laughs> designed to be lit, lit that way, so it, Superman especially looks horrendous. Uh, yeah, that kind of weird corrugated Superman suit. And the kind of the patchy bits that have meant it's not muscle; it's just like coloured in bits. It's terrible. Did, did you notice as well that the film was quite dark again, as of the mm. other ones, and then it lightened as it got towards the end, where there was an actual bit of blue sky that stuck out like a sore oh, thumb yeah. at the very yeah. end of the film, saying, "Okay, we're going to brighten up our movies later on." Uh, but but you know, if you go about the trailers, you can see remember the bit in Superman comes back at first. The one good scene in the movie, where he comes back and is evil momentarily. That scene in the trailers was very clearly set at night, so that's now been reversed to be daylight somehow. So that's why it just oh, wow, look I didn't so even spot that. Strange. Now I'm one of those people that did not spot the bad CGI on mustache, the mustache no. removal, really? but I did. But, but but I did hit the. But I did notice when when Superman came in at the end to just basically take over yes. and be. I mean, Superman ex machina. <laughs> oh, <indeed>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, I noticed that his CGI uh, body was a little bit faster than his head. <laughs> really? <laughs> I swear. Oh, I'm no, but it was so noticeable, that CGI costume bouncing around the place when he was yeah. kicking arch with uh, Steppenwolf, who's probably the worst CGI villain ever. Uh... And we have a CGI villain coming up in uh, Star Wars and Snoke as well. And even that's not great, but the, I love the mm. idea, the concept of Steppenwolf, but... There was needed more going on than you couldn't buy into that. I didn't hate him entirely. I still think he's better than like what was well, Christopher Eccleston's character called in Thor Two, Malekith. Oh, he that's was right. far worse. I think just in terms of dullness and performance. Like Kieran Hines, 
didn't need to be there. I don't know why they bothered getting him, but he, he tried. He it was a handy gig for Kieran. I wouldn't deny him it. That's, uh... um, but yeah, he was such a throwaway villain. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he was reflecting what might be to come, as Marvel have been doing with Thanos for how many movies now? I don't even think about. Um, it didn't mean much. It introduced a whole no. new element to the mother. The mother boxes were more explicitly mentioned than they have been before. That was confusingly something. set up, but at least they were there. I don't um, quite get what they do in this version of them. In terms of the interpretations and kind of launching of individual characters, did any of them kind of work for you? Despite what everyone's saying, I quite liked Cyborg. I thought Ray Fisher has genuine presence. The script that he was given was largely his exposition, but he actually tried. And I, I agree. I like that he wasn't a weird, that he wasn't Aquaman, basically. He wasn't just spouting off, what's that line Flash says? Uh, racially charged epithets. <laughs> like, it's all just very... Solemn kind of I'm a monster, please help me speeches, and they're I, that was good. Like I hated Aquaman so much. I I think Aquaman was the the weakest. Yeah, I mean the, Flash wasn't great either, but Aquaman was horrific. Um, he did have that one great moment which I I did laugh out very little. The lasso, yeah, that, was that was really funny. But I think the take on Aquaman is some kind of weird surf bum. Dude. Yeah, it's this riddle insecurities of Aquaman. No one likes Aquaman, so let's make him this giant hulking. Let's get Jason Momoa to play himself and just be a surfer Hawaiian dude that says "booyah." I'm like, oh, this is this is dreadful. No, I don't want this. Yeah, and there was another funny line that again, Aquaman did provide some of the humor. Mm. Whereas where he was, his attitude towards um, Wayne and his Batman suit was quite funny. That was all right. Well, <laughs> the, the pitchfork joke was good. Pitchfork, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I'll give it that one. But again. Um, does this thing we're seeing a lot of now in the movies and in the new Star Wars is that taking the piss out of itself thing that is always in danger of going okay where are you going with this mm. you're actually do you believe in your own little thing that you're creating here or are we just doing a few jokes about it especially when you bring Joss Whedon in because his whole shtick is just self-awareness post-modernism referencing humour so that was a danger there I think like it's a lot of problems with it. I don't know I, I hated it giving Batman very jokes very quickly oh yeah but it was a breezy two hours I couldn't complain about it well it, I think it was 45 minutes cut out of that they were saying it should have been three hours the original cut was three hours well, that, or close to it yeah anyway, that's so. Zach likes his three hour films um, yeah so you didn't like the, the Batman jokes too many uh, I think given that Affleck was set up one film ago as being this incredibly brooding murderer it suddenly to him it'd be all quips and self-aware jokes and I was like ah, don't, well I don't one of this. the biggest cracks in the film was to put together a team mm-hmm. it didn't make any the logic wasn't really there no. you kind of let them let it go as uh, you know Batman gets on a horse and goes off to this town in Greenland or wherever the hell it was why do you need a horse <laughs> yeah that's again the man can afford helicopters and all sorts of things yeah. and it was a very small world again which is quite interesting mm. still going back to those goddamn Kryptonian spaceships for 10 seconds to do a few bits and pieces well I guess that's their fortress of solitude isn't it it's that one ship that's all they can really use it for is, is, is that what that is I thought it was the, the Zod ship that no it is Zod there. ship but there's no other fortress in the movie so I guess that's now his well, solitude Superman's one still exists elsewhere isn't it I think he had one of these movies did he they did, yeah. He found one. Remember, that's how. Oh, he... it's a ship, though. Don't forget, Superman is the reason that all the shit came to Earth in the first place. <laughs> the well, man, that man he of Steel, now. he he triggers off a beacon, and and and, uh, mm. and and that is what gets everybody there. So I I do always I thought that you always see that kind of as the comedy idea of Laurel and Hardy, where they save the day from themselves 
that bit in Man of Steel didn't sit with me. He was like, you need a reason for all this shit in the first place. I mean, let's not get into collateral damage to Superman in that film, but yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I liked seeing the Temescara again and the, the Amazonians. They're all wasted, but it was a fun... That bit with the horse and the bow and arrow was good when he's just shooting the box forward. Oh, I don't fun. know. It, it felt like um, Amer- an American football game on horseback. Yeah. It, it was the wonkiest <laughs> special effects, but the sheer energy of it, I thought... Yes, it worked the chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a pointless chase scene that you knew where it was going to end. Well, I was actually shocked they didn't kill her mother off. I was very surprised she made through that scene alive. I thought she was killed off in the first film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you guys are. I, I am with Joy now. And then there's been complaints from some quarters that the girls' skirts were getting shorter. I didn't notice. I think it was, yeah. Because I watched one of them again recently. And I, I do think it was a little bit shorter again in Justice League. I, I must be getting too old. I, I missed the lip on Cavill and I missed the shorter skirts. Did well, the lip thing looks? in its defense, it's it's bad, but you need to look for it because it just looks like his upper lips are a little out of focus most of the time. Well, his appearance in the film is simply an extended cameo anyway. I don't, I think he has about 10 to 15 minutes of screen time in the whole film. And his performance is very strange. It's very wooden and kind of psychopathic. He sort of just like this grinning maniac just saying one-liners for it by the end well, and it's very unsettling. I think that a lot of a lot of actors would be very upset the fact that he played uh, Superman with a mustache. Because mm. I, I mean, I want to see that version of the movie. Oh yeah, I want to see the kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, they could have just given him a full beard and a mullet and just done the nineties thing. Like, I mean, we haven't had a superhero with a mustache. Even Iron Man, when Tony Stark got celluloided, it, the mustache went. Mustaches don't float anymore on heroes. No, Iron Man's just a goatee. The goatee is oh, mustache. Thing, it's yeah, not yeah, a mustache. Um, Star Lord kind of has one. Well, yeah, but what, in the comics? No, no, in the the last film, he had a bit of a bit of a tash. Okay, bit of sideburns too. But okay, well, yes. fair enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Wonder Woman. I felt was was um, she was great, but she, she ended up with this mother hen routine with everybody. She was the mama mm. looking after everybody, and her early scenes that said that reminder of who she was was a bit ridiculous. Which one's this now? The one where they're, they're going to blow up four blocks. Oh, yeah. Four blocks? Four Something blocks? like that. Four blocks? Again, in the trailer, that building explodes. So I guess in these actions of Snyder cut, all those children die? I don't know. I want to see his cut. I'm very curious about it. I, I don't know. DC has been very strange with those trailers. They've created uh, loads of trailers. There's mm. n- so much missing from them. The only time I've ever seen that in a trailer since is, was the Rogue, Rogue one. one. Yeah, that's pretty bad for it, too. That was like, well, what happened to all the stuff? Mm, Which you'll be, you'll be intrigued when you see some stuff in Star Wars. You're going to come on. That reminds me of what I didn't see in Rogue One. Are you saying they got lazy and repurposed footage? No, no, no. I'm just saying that there's a bit, there's some kind of groundwork that is his his signature. Okay. Don't forget that. That's well, one of the things. His signature was shooting everything monsters from the ground up. Mm. Which what a signature. <laughs> um, if they ever do a Land of the Giants adaptation, he's the man for it. I suppose they could make him part of the uh, the King Kong Godzilla averse, have them all fight. Oh, that's another conversation. We can't go down that road. We'll be here all night. So Ragnarok, a totally different beast altogether. A million miles away from its first two movies, other than the continuity yes. of Loki, uh-huh. uh, the Odin scenario. That's the, the heart of it, I suppose. And then this new villain or panto villain uh, played she by she was the best thing of any of the Marvel film villains Kate, in my mind Kate I adore Ash's, every second of it someone uh, wrote I came across a very funny tweet someone said she could play herself as a gif <laughs> yes <laughs> and it, it, she was like 
it was the best bit of drag ever mm. in um, in any supervillain movie or supervillain character. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was interesting that it was just about having fun. I don't think it took itself seriously for a yeah, second. Yeah, you were saying beforehand, and I agree with you, that it almost, or maybe it did in places, tip over into being bad because of how funny it was. The jokes were all like all encompassing, and they never stopped. And I don't know that's a problem with Thor, because Thor is a handy ridiculous character, so it should be fine. But it felt to me like watching either someone's fanfic, or if, if they'd released Lego Batman as a live-action film... And made it part of the DC universe. That's what it feels like. It feels like a parody of a film that already existed within the same continuity. It's very odd. Yes. Uh, especially when they get to Sakaar. Yes, and Taika Waititi's character, who is the best thing in it as well. He's, he's fantastic. He's, a, he's a little improv scene stealing uh, comedy man. All right. If anyone hasn't seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. uh, go and check it out. I, I think it's the film that got him the gig. That and his... He, he did a little reel... That he cut yeah. together. And apparently that um, the Pilgrim song was... Oh, immigrant song, part, yeah. part of The Immigrant song, sorry. Um, Which I'm glad that was in there, because it feels like a Thor movie has been crying out for some metal from that era just to show up. Because all the album covers are always just basically Thor films, so why not put it in there? But there was this thing of him not taking it as seriously as other people have in the past, mm. including Kenneth Branagh's version, which was terribly, terribly serious. And I me, one of the, it's been a while. One of the wor- yeah, I actually funny. I, I watched a little bit of Dark World. Yeah, to, uh, not as home. I was just curious. I hadn't seen. It. I've forgotten. It was so for, such a forgettable movie. All I remember was that London was in it. Mm. Uh, Jane was in it, and there were these big elves that looked like they got cut out of some version. Of Lord of the Rings were in it. The dark elves. And it's all mysteriously albino. And, sure. and the worst use of the that um, rowing boat, spaceship rowing boat transport. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I kind of really did like it, the, the, the comedy approach for a lot of it, but then the, the, the gravitas was needed for the fit and everything else. I don't know that it was. Well, I, I didn't care enough about Asgard to when it just exploded at the end. I didn't really give I, a shit. I don't think anybody did. Is that a problem though? I don't know that it is because it's not Earth, so you don't have to be invested in it. Like it is just this weird alien floating rock. Like it's not even a huge planet; it's just a bit of a rock in space. I don't know. It's very well, clear what. Well, it as is you even. said earlier, there was that that little bit of uh, commentary on the colonialism mm-hmm. and, and the empires rising and falling, and that's it was just sort of understood that this is what it was supposed to do. The the, the whole intro. With Thor meeting up with the villain whose yes. name escapes me, Surtur. He, he said it's going to happen. It was the yeah. old, which which what was that? What was that in before? That very same idea that like we, we can't change anything. Oh yeah, Terminator Three. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, I, I didn't mean a true curveball. Um, uh, Hulk. Let's talk about the Hulk in it. I, I'm never a huge Hulk person generally, but yeah, he, I like he the grand. Hulk. He was grand in this. Uh, I, I think they were saying um, that the idea is that he's only he's been in the Hulk form for two straight years, so he's basically a two year old. He has that kind of vocabulary. Well, you see, yeah. this is where it bothered me in terms of storytelling. Mm. He'd been in that form for two years. We get that one kind of wistful moment when he sees uh, Black Widow, uh, Black Widow yeah. and and that's it. I mean, I would expect a lot more trauma to come out of <laughs> trauma to come out of something like that. And but the, I mean, yeah. the, Mark Ruffalo is a great actor. Mm. He's just fun, and he made you he made you buy into it. But that was a much more traumatic moment than, than they invested in for the story. And they got away with it. It'll be an Infinity War, it's fine. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed the Hulk. I still think they were they got away with stuff. That was the, That's what I, what I was left with. 
that they just played the humour of this character. Like, don't forget, he's going to be Banner again in or, or uh, Banner, should I say mm-hmm. Banner? Wasn't he the guy who played him? Who played yeah, Banner in the Banner, first place? Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely Ruffalo is is the best version of of the Banner persona. Ruffalo's a lot of fun. Uh, the one thing I was disappointed in was because I'm a big Anthony Hopkins fan, but he's terrible in most things. And he was really good for like a scene in this. And then the reshoots clearly happened. And then he was brought back in and just didn't give a fuck. Because when he's pre- when he's pretending to be Loki, he's brilliant. He's very fun. And he's like this little oh shit moment is very well done. But the second he's just on that field in the middle of Norway, he's so checked out and monotone. Hopkins never took it. Hopkins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't mind. I've, I'm one of those people who thinks Anthony Hopkins is, is fine. But he's one of the most overrated actors oh, in the world. No, no, no. I, I still say his Westworld performance was another uh, sleepwalking job. That people disagree. Think. I think he's great in that. I think there's, there's he always looked emotion like, in that one. I I didn't feel it. Maybe I, I watched him too many too soon. But uh, he always looked like he was on his way to the toilet and he remembered <laughs> something on the way and he just said it in that mumbling matter of hey, yes. Not a bad impression. Well done. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know which room is it in? <laughs> but allegedly, they didn't actually give him the full script for that show, and he kept asking, like, "What's going on? What's the motivation?" They, they wouldn't tell him, so he's just mostly he's playing it for. He's also and yeah, but he's also quite famous for working. His, his motivation is usually in the paycheck. Oh no! The, yeah, the, the old Noel Carrot line about yeah. you know what's my motivation? It's getting paid at the weekend, and he's famous for that. So he's just I think s- he cares sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I saying this? <laughs> like, I do think he was trying when he was pretending to be Loki, pretending to be Odin in that first scene. Like, he was animated. and He was for a great fun. Yeah. And, and that was one of my favourite scenes, actually, in in the film. kind Because you kind of forget about it because it gets lost and so much happens after yeah. that. But that was key and it set it up quite beautifully. Because the other thing was, as I said about Dark World, I forgot the fucking thing. <laughs> and I forgot that had all been set up at the very end of Dark yeah. World. I was like, okay, when did Loki do this? Oh, yeah. You need to uh, see Matt was, Damon reenact it. But definitely use a different tour. Oh, yeah. Who, who was the other actor? It was Matt Damon as Loki, and it was the other Hemsworth as Thor. Ah, the baby, third one. Ba- not, baby Hemsworth. No, not Baby. I think it's the older one, the one that's in oh. Westworld. Okay. And then it was oh, Sam yes. Neill as Odin, and then someone yeah. else's. And Sam Neill again, another Wikiki yeah. fan who was in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. I haven't seen that one yet, actually. It's on my list. Again, this is the thing about. The Wikiki films I've seen. Hmm. I didn't like Eagle vs. Shark. Haven't seen. I, I, I have it. I'll give you a loan of it. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People took 15 minutes before I was going, oh yeah, okay, now I get it. It was that weird clunky beginning. And this hmm. had that for a while. There was some nice stuff I said in, in those scenes with the, hmm. the show. But then it was kind of, it was quite odd when it gets to Sakaar, setting up its little world. It was odd, and it, I think that's where the improv kicked in because they did say that most of this, there was a script for this at some point, but that at least more than half of it was improv. And I think once they got to the car, they just went nuts because I guess Jeff Goldblum threw out his script. I'm not sure if he had from the start with. Well, look, we all know Jeff Gould- Goldblum has been playing Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. for the last. But this was like the most years refined now? version of Jeff Goldblum. It was just pure Goldblum, more than usual. <laughs> There's a scene where he full on just doesn't finish a line, just stares. Apparently, the that was his makeup and his clothes he wore in all those Wouldn't scenes. Wouldn't surprise me. He just, oh, this is a come as you are movie. Because <laughs> it's full on a bit where he is just talking to Thor and he just kind of trails off and they just left it in. And it's fantastic they left it in, but it's like, this isn't how movies usually work. But I th- I th- it reminded me of the closest fun he had in performing like that was in the Wes Anderson movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. He is great in uh, Grand Budapest. He is great in that. Yeah. And and I love him in Life Aquatic. 
Yeah. As the the successful sailor who's not gay. <laughs> if I remember rightly. I like to see his sidekick, the New Zealand actress that has worked with, with Kiki before. I can't remember her name. No, Sorry to mean, yeah. I and uh, thankfully I don't think she was knocked off. In fact there was very little knocking off for a film that was around the, the arena and violence. There was just a few kind of minor characters met for two seconds mm. that suddenly disappeared and we knew they were gone. Um and I had been watching um, a really wonderfully bad Charles Band film from the 1980s, only a few weeks before this. And it was about a boxer taking on other boxers in an arena up in a space satellite. Sure, why and I wouldn't s- you? Well, this film, despite the huge budget, the plot ideas weren't that far away, other than that there was not, it wasn't the spine of mm. the show. Uh, any other elements of the Thor Ragnarok that uh, stuck out for you? Trying to picture the notes there and see. Um, again, I really enjoyed Blanchett. I thought she was more fun than most. Like aside from probably Hiddleston, that's the most animated villain performance we probably had since Weaving. Maybe like who else yeah. has really tried? Uh, like, You're it, it, talking. Oh yeah, his Red School. Yeah, it was like watching someone play a video game because it was just her infinitely spawning swords and just massacring armies of people. I could watch that for hours. Great. Um, Idris Elba held, right, held his own yeah, slightly yeah. in the background as the not blind leader of the the, the, the himself yes uh, the Asgardians who are those Asgardians by the way they all look like they got lost and ended up your general citizens <laughs> do, do what and how big was that ship at the end like how many did it hold like how many made it out of that planet alive because she massacres at least a couple hundred like soldiers is the ratio of more soldiers to citizens like how does it work yeah I, I think there was a bit Two soldiers per uh, peasant. Seen that way, um, but that brings us another thing. There was another nasty little thing that Wakiki did. It was he killed off all the supporting characters from the first two Thor movies, apart from Sif. Apart, yeah, apart from Sif, wasn't available to shoot. <laughs> is that what, is she going to come back? It might she come back as a character though, because she was a love interest for that for um, yeah that I, movie. I wasn't she come back? Um, I think she was busy. She has some TV show now. That's why she wasn't able to come into it. But. Uh, okay. I'd like but to see her back. So like it was her. nice of them to turn up to get killed, wasn't it? I hope they got paid well. Um, and Carl Urban, our final one, our little odd mm. subplot that could have been taken out of the movie. And I wouldn't say it wouldn't have been missed, but it wouldn't have. It didn't. It wasn't there to do it. And also, didn't be Carl Urban's yes. short movie. In fact, it could have been a Wes Anderson short film up before the feature. <laughs> could have been. I enjoyed him. I mean, I, I, I love uh, Carl Urban. I think he's a great actor. He's quite fun, and he was quite funny. Yeah, that accident in space is just very amusing. I don't know yeah, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was kind of cockney, Cockney, uh, co- yeah. cockney Australian. Um, I I I like Carl Urban. I always, but his dread is fantastic. Um, That's very true. Yes. And he played it so well. It was it, it was a little film in itself. Because it, you got a better arc than most other characters. Yeah. But it reminded me of a, a great Alan Moore character he created for. Mm. Uh, do you remember Halo Jones for two thousand eight? This wonderful character who no one notices, they're nobody, and the concept, and they end up saving the day, but okay. nobody even realizes what's happened. And that's essentially what happened with that character, who I think has a bit more to do in the comic book. Oh yeah, like, that's one of those characters they brought in as a name check only and killed off immediately. Yeah. So, uh, so what are your thoughts on Hiddleston and Loki? Because I think he was the, the MVP for a while there. I think he was a bit shit, and not a bit shit, but. Hiddleston is either aging very fast or the makeup was weird. He looked a lot like Tommy Wiseau 
and it was very <laughs> distracting. Tommy was so we disgusted to hear that. Uh, I, really? um, <laughs> I think it's a compliment. I, I enjoyed him. I thought he. Uh, I enjoyed him. He was quite sure. absent at a time where you're going to go. Well, shouldn't he be a bit more involved? Mm. And. There was a, the riding felt a bit forced once he got the Sakaar over what way he yes. was thinking and functioning, and then the, the the cosmic cube throwaway piece at the end was a bit cheeky. But then they've been doing that since Avengers two, when suddenly we go, hold on, did, did you catch all those episodes of Shield? Yeah, because that'll explain some of the shit that you don't know what's going on here because you haven't seen TV series. So. You know that moment at the end when he sees the cosmic cube and he's a little look, mm. and we've seen the trailer yeah, for Infinity yeah. War since. So we, 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 not that we didn't know where it was going. I still think the Red Skull should turn up in Avengers Infinity if War. We even will come back. He would like he's contracted at this. They don't want to make him do it. He doesn't look, want to do it. That we, we've proved that you don't need the same actor for all these things. Ah, There's other don't. good actors out there. Everybody's replaceable. But speaking of a uh, ceiling cube, that reminded me of that bit in Justice League where they bring Superman back. Forget they left the mother box in the car park and Seppenwolf <laughs> just steals it in the background as they all kind of go, oh, right, that. I laughed very hard. That, that was <laughs> that was Justice League's uh, version of Marta Marta. In, uh, oh, no. In, in, in <laughs> well, no, but it was the closest thing to a Marta Marta moment. Yeah, like, probably. Like every, you can imagine them looking at this for weeks on end going... Oh, can we, can we, we can't just have him leave it over there on the car. <laughs> Someone's going to think, okay, we'll, we'll work it out when we get closer to the day, you know. And then someone said, Marta, Marta, is, is that enough of a reason for these two guys to kind of bond? Oh, look, we'll think about it later. <laughs> we'll come up with something. And they just never did, did they? No, they did not. But yeah, the, and a mother box of all things, you know. The main MacGuffin for the entire yeah. film left in the car park. So that's, that's again, our, our final um, superhero film of the year was Justice League and mm-hmm. the worst super film of the year, would you say? Uh, what came out this year? So there's Lego Batman, Guardians 2. We are counting that. Ah, yeah. I enjoyed Lego Batman. Me too. Uh, that's a quick list. Guardians so. 2 is one of my favourites. I didn't love it. It was fun. Um, but it, it, it has... One of my least favourite Marvel this year, though, I'd say. It's... It's your favourite Marvel this no, year? No, least favourite, I'd say, this year. Okay. Oh, really? Guardians, Spider-Man and Thor. I'd say probably Spider-Man, Thor, Guardians. In it's order. been a quiet year as well, hasn't it? Eh, there was three of them. Well, I know. It's, it's, it, okay, it might seem a lot, but there was there been years when there's been four and five. Yeah, it's going to be four or five from here on out, I think, yeah. <gasps> Will we be able? I would say, I, I keep forgetting about Spider-Man Homecoming because it's not, it's a Sony Marvel uh, kind of movie. Well, I, I, Iron Man is in it, so and and I, I still say it's some of the it's some of the stupidest plotting. Funny, back to mm. uh, stupidest plotting in the world was in Spider Man Homecoming. Which bit? I mean, just hey, I ain't doing this shit no more. I'm going to become a super villain. <laughs> that bit. <laughs> I've seen worse motivations. <laughs> no, I, I kind of I loved it, but it was awful. <laughs> you know, hey, okay, let's clear this shit up. Yeah, how can we got to clear this shit up? Hey, what are you doing clearing this shit? <laughs> and, I got, and I'm looking going they sent in the cleaning people to get all the alien artifacts out of there and it's okay we know you're thinking that we're sending the secret <laughs> service now in the next minute or two because we've thought of that as well mm. no, that, that's good writing in my book and then c- cut to eight years later and then all these wonderful lines of dialogue that are talking to the audience saying yeah we know what you're thinking mm. like yeah come on what you're seeing this kid's onto us and We've been doing this for eight years now on Captain America and such and such an Iron Man. No one's been after us. <laughs> and you're going like, okay. But it's funny, we're just arguing the point about Thor Ragnarok kind of pushing it. And it, Spider-Man Homecoming couldn't have pushed it any harder. But, then, but, the re- yeah. see, but the reason I think it gets away with it 
is that um, Spider-Man just so believes who he is and mm. what he's doing and these characters are so consumed by their world and getting on with their world that this dumb shit and it is dumb shit oh yeah outside oh. of it you couldn't get away with it and we, we said it it was a kind of it was the little big John Hughes, the John Hughes Spider-Man mm. movie yeah, I hate um, saying it. it did have heart though, and I hate saying that. I'm like, this face some of the most boring moments were the action scenes. I mean, yeah, I fully agree. The comedy uh, worked a lot better. Chop than the up uh, a ship, wreck a plane in half, and uh, quick, let's hurry up and get to the character stuff. Mm. And and that and that was even in Thor Ragnarok, that that final fighting about the villains, you really I quite enjoy that now because the visual of it was very odd, and it had immigrant song blaring over it. Like, eh, well, that, sorry, but... I, I, immigrant song you could put over all sorts of things. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it was actually cut quite well. It wasn't that nasty kind of, okay, what did I just see there? Cutting yeah, it was all slow-mo, actually. Yeah. Um, actually, as I was thinking, there's some early shots where whatever angles they use, they haven't used in a Thor film before, and it looked very comic book panel-y. Like, there's bits of music flying over Asgard, and it's shot from, like, ground level up. And that's a nice, like, comic book-looking panel mm-hmm. shot. And even, like, the, the hammer POV shot when he's just fighting all the, the demons at the start. That's a weird splash page kind of design. Yeah, all right, this is good. Um, so so then your top oh, superhero sure, okay. movie uh, for the year well okay are we defining superhero or like comic book film because there's a lot longer list if you go that way um, well, well what are the comic book movies we had this okay, year so DC Wonder Woman and Justice League Marvel was Spider-Man Thor Guardians then there was Atomic Blonde and Death of Stalin second year graphic novel so okay uh, so Death of Stalin is probably the best of the year but I don't know if I would agree I, I enjoyed it Yeah, I, I thought it was um very frivolous. Oh, Kingsman as well. Kingsman. <laughs> Which? Uh, Kingsman. Kingsman, I didn't go near. Uh, the reviews were, really right pushed me away. <laughs> and and I did, I found the first one okay. It was guilty pleasure. Mm. I did not catch Atomic Blonde either. It just didn't it's fine. grab me. It's, it's a good action movie, but the, the plot is nonsense and a mess. And, yeah. and uh, have you seen, have you read it as a graphic no, novel? I want to, but apparently the graphic novel is essentially action scene free. So I'm not sure what they really adapted, to be honest, but... Yeah. Oh we, well, it wasn't there. Kind of whole point was we got a gay female secret secret agent, and that was the the, the hook. Yeah, but I just don't know what it's based on because the whole film is these long take action scenes in the John Wick guy. Is so. it eighties or nineties? Called uh, it's right before the Berlin Wall fall. So okay, it and it um it stood up okay, but it's yeah, like it's it's a fun popcorn film if a bit bloody and what's the word looking for here? I don't know, like mean spirited. It's enjoyable but it's not necessarily again it's, it's made fun. by one of the team that made John Wick yeah. isn't it and it's got all the all the Wickisms running through it it does she which, gets very bloodied by the end yeah which John Wick which was out this year as well wasn't it wasn't Wick oh out, yeah, no, you're right, yeah, yeah which again it should is more of a video inspired movie but it's mm. neither but it has a comic now so <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing <laughs> we're getting into <laughs> So, um, no, we stick to superhero uh, movies. Okay. Which was your favourite superhero? Ah, of the year, probably Wonder Woman. No, I, I've no, I know you I know you say no. That's, that's, that's bottom of, it's not the bottom of my ah, list. Jesus, no, come on. <laughs> it, it, it's above Justice League. Um, I thought there was some, definitely uh, Gail was wonderful in it. Uh, or whatever Gado, Ms. Gado. Oh, no, let's call her Gail now. That's a nice <laughs> kind of Irishism. <laughs> Gal, okay, right. Um, Ms. Gatto, or mm-hmm. Mrs. Gatto, or whatever her name is. She was great. Um, really f- filled the part. 
I just the World War One setting I could not sit with, and its anti-war sentiment you know, and kicking ours at the same time, it was kind of fought against itself. And then David Tulis turning into this big, yeah, big muscly, muscly villain at the end. The, uh, Threw me out of the movie for oh, he for kept his moustache. There you go. It is a moustache superhero movie, and it was dreadful. No, but he wasn't a hero. He was a <laughs> no, villain. No, I know. That's why it's not there. <laughs> villains. <'cause... laughs> see, moustaches are now the villain's forte. Weren't they always? Um, no, they weren't. Ask Tom Selleck. He will totally disagree uh, well, with you. Yeah, in fact, he's probably the only one man successfully wearing moustaches in movies today as part of his persona. But yeah, um, yeah, the Tulis turning into this God of War. He was Zaris, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that I don't mind Aris as, as a character, it just didn't work. At least having transformed into a different creature. Yeah. Um, Although I'm glad he didn't, because DC has a very bad track record of kind of grey CGI villains, as we were discussing with Justice League. But also, the, the villain slide of hand thing was a terrible waste of Danny Houston as well, who is a great actor. And yeah. and it's the, what the second slide of hand we've had in a DC movie in four years. They did it in Dark Knight Rises, where Bane is the villain. Oh no, oh no, he's not. I enjoyed it in that one though. But that was more just because of the reference. But I liked it. It just seemed to be cannibalizing. It's something that it didn't really work. I mean, I, I knew Tulis was the bad guy as soon as I saw him. For some reason, I don't know why. I'm saying I was being terribly clever. Mm-hmm. But the, the, his benign Gladstone type persona kind of just said, uh, "There's something creepy about this lad." And our, that wonderful girl from the office was wonderful as uh, oh, yes. Etta Candy. But I, see, a lot of people don't even know who the hell Etta Candy is. I, I don't think Etta Candy had any place in the Wonder Woman comics after the 1950s. Oh, probably not, no, but she was good there. Um, I still would be curious to see <laughs> Wonder Woman as Charles Moulson wanted it to be. <laughs> and I don't think we're ever going to see that movie. Did you bother with the biography? Of the- was it released here? Oh yeah, it's been released as far as... It, oh no, maybe it isn't. Because I, I, no, I know people went to the press screening and it was really good. So I was waiting for... I was you went to a press screening? No, I know people that did. So I know it definitely is getting released here at some point. I didn't spot it in the release schedule though. It, I do uh, honestly. I it's it's a quite str- strange sell. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, And it wasn't pushed sideways by any of the big boys who were making the Wonder Woman films. Because we all know, we've all forgiven Wilson for his strange ideas about bondage and saving and world peace. I'm surprised it got out at all, though, because it feels like Warner Brothers couldn't have possibly wanted that film to come out the same year as their actual Wonder Woman movie, because it's all about, it's, it's all very progressive, you know? And yet, it came out in the same year that Wonder Woman came out, and they were both allegedly quite good, which is surprising. Um, it, it could get some Oscar nominations, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it's all about it, oppression in the 50s and things. Well, have you, have you read have you any... No, I haven't no. seen it. I was just—I'm I'm not that curious. I'll, I want to see it. I'm curious to see it. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'm curious, but not yeah. curious to wander to the cinema to see it. Um, I guess at least within like a mile of me, I'll probably go but, see it. But yeah, it, it was that kind of stuff and her, the, her um, naivety outside of the realm of the, of uh, mm. the, the Paradise Island. I, I couldn't get into either, and also. I think they could have done better. It was all well for Mister Is it Steve Trevor yes. to be a hero, but if if it was the other way around, it, uh, I don't think the woman would have had that great moment of sacrifice, and it took away from Wonder Woman's heroism. It should have been the better heroism, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was fine to have it, but let's face it, he made a woman out of her. So the feminists didn't spot that bit when they were all oh, going no, banging on about it. <laughs> 
Come on, isn't true? <laughs> oh, no, I think everyone noticed that. Everyone was like, it's, it's a well done scene. It's respectful. It's, they both um, it's crap. And uh, uh, didn't James Cameron come into some flack uh, yeah, for making comments? Him and his oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I hate James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron gave us two of the most iconic heroines yeah. in cinema history. <laughs> and he gave us Kate Winslet on Titanic. Well, the last one I'm not going to give you, but yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, actually, three of you encounter um, uh, the abyss. That's a feisty. He's, he's been giving us great heroines since he started. Oh, no, yeah, but his argument was really stupid, which was that basically Wonder Woman isn't the two women I wrote, therefore she's a bad feminist. Like, no, James, there can be multiple facets I, of female characters. I didn't hold it in my brain what exactly he said, but I thought it, it, the whole conversation got out of hand. He hadn't said it in that ridiculous. I think he just said it because he's trying to get his Avatar films some. Some steam going again because they're in production. The, the next five are in production right now, so God help us all. I, I'm betting here and now that five will become three if they don't become just one. I'm hoping the next one bombs because the first one was not much good. It did not certainly the most highest grossing film of all time, certainly. Yeah, it's, it, but he has this weird an- anomaly of he makes these films that we look at and then years Forget later we, we ask, how did that film yeah. succeed? I well, Titanic, I kind of I don't like Titanic, but I get why it worked for people. But Avatar, well, no, why did Avatar work? Same, um, no, Avatar is the same. I think it, it's a, a similar thing. You understand exactly why it works because it, he hadn't done anything particularly new. He did it in a new way. The stories exist mm. amongst that kind of high fantasy sci-fi of the 1930s and 40s in book form anyway. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen it in Edgar Rice Burroughs and he robbed all those ideas. Sorry, I shouldn't say robbed. He he, <laughs> Come on. he, he nurtured those ideas and he did it as a fan. People yeah. forget the guy is genuinely a fan of the kind of stuff that he's jumped all over. I, I watched Terminator. I was away in the morning kids and then we put on Terminator and I noticed there's a dedication and a thank you to Harlan Ellison at the end, which didn't exist on the film when it came out first. Hmm. Because uh, Harlan Ellison, famous science fiction writer, uh, yeah. sued the arse off Cameron for robbing two of his <laughs> ideas. Ellison is famous for that. But on, on from Wonder Woman, and yeah, um, yeah I, I didn't sit with me the way I sat with you. Okay. Uh, I would. Who, who we got now? We got uh, so your favorite then was Wonder Woman. What was your second? Okay, so we're gonna discredit or not discredit. <laughs> we're gonna count out Atomic Blonde, Death Star, all those. We'll, so we'll keep us just Marvel and DC. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. Um, God. I'd probably say Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Thor, Guardians, Justice League. Okay. As an order. Um, And how many of those did you go and see twice? All of them, I think. Oh, that's very good of you. No, not Justice League yet. I saw Wonder Woman three times. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Lego Batman's worth over that one. Um, I saw it once. I saw that one twice as well. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose favourites. I, I I have to say, just out of um, my own kind of, I think Guardians would be my my top, my favourite one of the year. I enjoyed it. I just thought it felt very smug. Oh, I, I didn't mind that. Kind of did too, but not in the same way. I'm sure, that wasn't Kurt Russell. You were vi- was was vibing off. <laughs> it was more just he was I think. I think it was still some of the the cleverer ideas that I've seen in the in films in a while. No, it was nice. It, seeing it, that it was properly tr- weird shit in a superhero movie for once. Like having well, they only had no, very briefly seen- having ego there and like giant head planet form was cool. But I I think uh, that that's really what I loved about it was that mm. this finally finds his dad. And his dad's a shit. It was nice yeah. to finally have a character realise my dad, his dad was a shit. 
and it had some of the best throwaway jokes ever. Mary Poppins joke will be one of my oh, it's one of my favorite jokes of the year. I'm surprised the t-shirts aren't all over the place. Oh, they are seeing them places. Hey, are they? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I want one. Hint, hint. Actually, I think you're right. I think probably my favorite singular joke of any superhero movie this year was probably the bit with the the severed toe. Remember, <laughs> that was probably the thing I laughed the <laughs> hardest at. Which one was that? In Guardians, when they're trying to get Groot to get them the the fin from the drawer. Oh yes, and he yes. comes back with like a severed human thumb yeah. or something, and they don't know where it yeah. came from. That's probably the hardest I laughed at anything. Yeah, so, uh, and also is it. Again, Guardians got away. I mean, we had this discussion the last time yeah, we talked yeah. about it. It got away with it, one of the most vicious slaughterings of people yeah. ever to a nice groovy tune. I can't remember what the, the, the brilliant mm, tune was. Either. But don't forget, uh, Gunn is a big fan of his soundtracks. He's, he really is into meshing the soundtrack with the film. I'd become. But that stuff the, was all well done. I just. Whatever the script. Because the first thing did better than they thought it would do. And the second one came in with his air. Even like the posters were just them all on a poster and the word obviously underneath it that's all it was like they came in incredibly smoking up their own arses about it and that kind of came through in the tone and I didn't really I, love it I, I, okay I, I, I didn't think it was as smug as you did yeah fair enough I liked um, the I enjoyed it like I did like I loved the villains uh, not the villains the who were the aliens they, they pissed off when they, they robbed their no the uh, golden people yeah, yeah I can't remember the name was I um, loved the, the, the way they got out of not killing them all with those little ships because they were operated in an arcade back in the planet so it got some of those but then really they massacred them anyway but, but there was a lot of Barbara not I don't like to say Barbarella because it's not right but that kind of 60s sensibilities yeah. were in there and again Tor was riffing off that kind of essence mm. big time it, it knew it could go there I, I don't know whether Wakiki and Gunn sat down and had a few beers uh, but uh, they definitely were tuning into that and it's interesting to mark that the biggest meet up between the heroes in the next Avengers movie yeah. or the, the, is, is Thor and the uh, Guardians, yeah. the Guardians. But well, I feel like the first Guardians did enough weirdness that they kind of went, okay, let's just do more Jack Kirby-esque shit. So, that's, so this year we got Thor and Guardians 2. And even like Justice League was trying to do I, I wasn't stuff. a huge fan of the first one. I liked it. And the second I'd time... I like one. I'd first like it one. Took, it took the uh, second viewing for me to kind of find, oh yeah, merits in it. Because that, that, oh, like, there was the prison escape scene that mm. was okay. And then, then it got once they settled into the characters as a team, it, it certainly mm. got, it, it got uh, into its stride. The second one was much more fun. I thought I was. Oh no! Really I don't the second one. Yeah, because the structure is less annoying. Because the first one spent so long getting them together that mm. it is interminable for the first half an hour or so. Uh, like I did like Guardians too. I just I don't know some of the jokes. I was like, "Fuck off! Please stop talking." <laughs> uh, name one. Name one. Oh god! I watched it once. <laughs> I just I just remember distinctly being annoyed that most of the main characters within the first hour, Star Lord especially, he's just. I think Star Lord uh, was probably the, the not the weakest thing in the film, but mm. he wasn't where all my my no. jo- joy was. I, I I thought that you know who was great. Um, don't say Drax. <laughs> yes, I, I enjoyed him. It, I don't mind. It, it was so right. heavy handed that yeah. humor, and our new lady um, alien oh, Mantis. Mantis. She, she was great fun. She's good. And there was a I lot of Nebula. really. I'm surprised how good Nebula was. was. Yeah, they gave her some stuff. There was some great stuff there. Mm. Um, so that would be definitely top of my list. I think I would go Guardians, Spider-Man. Uh, I'd say I'd have to put Batman in third, maybe fourth. I forgot about Batman. Yeah, Ragnarok. Probably second or third as well. The yeah. WW Lady. And then, just because it has been the list, Justice League. 
And uh, let's say something nice about. I was just going to say, do you have any positives? I will say I love Jeremy Irons. I thought he did great. He was a lot of fun. He always is, but the game so was a lot to agree. do in this one. Uh, and again, his big trailer moment wasn't in the movie. So you no. came. It was kind of would have been wasted. Anyway. Would've, what would be the point of yeah. saying it? And if he was even talking to who we think he was talking to, I think that was a shot just made for the trailer. I think that was never meant to be in the movie. Yeah, some of the worst special effects ever. Definitely the worst special effects has to be Justice League, without a doubt. Well, see, I'm wondering is that because cause they spent a letter, they haven't said how much they spent on it, but they spent somewhere in the region of 300, 350 million on that thing. How did they, those figures get out? I would have thought they were very careful about Well, there was a production budget, which was, those I think it was 250, which was, that's the norm these days, that kind of thing. But then the reshoots allegedly went somewhere near 100 million. And then there's the mustache and So has marketing. anyone seen the original script for this? I don't think so. Uh, I'm flicking through the old notes. See if any more Because I, I was wondering how much they could have actually changed. I there really were, didn't understand um, where it was going in terms of what the, that meant. I think like eight or ten deleted scenes leaked the weekend it came out, but there's no audio in them, but you can read descriptions online and they do have a different sort of through line of the film like I think Cyborg dies uh, and then comes back again because he's well, going to make no, his own movie yeah well I think the line that he, that he gets crushed at the end or something by Steppenwolf and then they say they can keep the machine parts alive but the organic flesh is dead so I guess he will be back but he wouldn't be human anymore he'd just be the robot with the skin was it like Robocop I guess but he always he always had the the, the human oh no he'd still have face. the human skin like visually but he'd be dead inside you know what I mean like it's just the robot and he's, he's, I, I, he's one of those characters never kept up on the comic I've books I've never seen any cyborg stuff um, I, I'm amazed the character actually survived all this time I've seen him in that little uh, Teen Titans thing that's where most people know him I think yeah. uh, I will say actually the post credit scene I quite liked they finally made Eisenberg a proper S yeah Luther. after listening to Mr. Suicide Squad giving out yards about post credit scenes it's Marvel's thing I thought it was very funny watching them actually bow to that do two of them even <laughs> yeah and the second one was f- they were both fun yeah um, that Destro costume is fantastic the actual makeup for the, the white beard and hair looked fucking horrific uh, who was the actor uh, Joe Manganiello Manganiello and it, I take it he's going to play the part yeah they're saying well initially he was going to be in the standalone Batman film the one that Affleck was writing and directing Affleck is now not writing it or directing it and may not be Batman anymore but um, he's getting his own solo that, film from the guy who did the raid now DC are very good with the empty promises oh, yeah. they, they've, they've got a shitload of them compared to Marvel who just let you know what's going to happen when it's going to well, happen well DC did that and then they kept changing their mind as you know box Why? figures came in so now there's currently nothing on the slate for sure bar Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman because it's already shot <laughs> that's the oh. only reason that one's coming out <laughs> so Cyborg's dead in the in the Snyder Cut apparently the Cyborg it, no but the, the movie is dead there's not oh, going to be a Cyborg now, yeah. Yeah. it could still happen but for now so dead. Wonder Woman's definitely getting sequel as yeah. you say and Aquaman is only going to exist because they've it's already shot it's done <laughs> it's out of time next year I'm really curious I'm, I'm I think curious it'll be dreadful but I'm hoping they won't well, did you see the, the, I meant to mention earlier the underwater scenes were, were okay. they weren't they, no but they were only okay because the underwater kingdom seems to give four people standing around room, a, yeah. <laughs> a thing they had to guard and that was it I mean because they shot a lot more stuff for that because I know Willem Dafoe has been cast as some Aquaman character and he shot scenes for this but they cut them all out I, I think I the, like un, underwater deals. faking underwater was always going to be an issue otherwise we would have had 
now Namor I think we've had this conversation Namor is owned by somebody else yeah the rights thing um, so uh, then let's be, be, let's wrap up with a kind of little talk about what we hope to see next year actually, yeah, no, there's a few I know Black Panther is Justice League things though I had notes they're gone I'll go there again oh watching the Danny Elfman score because they bought in the Superman theme yeah it, was I, I, it wasn't <laughs> it, and yeah that little nod was awful uh, Jeremy Irons did make a joke about uh, referring to Batman Returns, but oh, the Penguins, yeah, they, they, they were unamusing Easter eggs that didn't sit. They just kind of gave you, a, okay, it's that universe. So what? Uh, I, I think the Superman theme was a real kick in the face, purely because that theme represents the Richard Donner one and a proper hopeful Superman, and then bringing it in when the scene when he's evil just feels like really. Weird. It's, but he it wasn't feels evil. like a slider. Well, off. yeah, he wasn't evil necessarily. Uh, and then bringing in the the Elf and Batman theme was just stupid. Like that reminds us of better films. It, well, again, it just wasn't the wrong place yeah. for, for it's. It's like the difference between someone crying and someone whinging. They just were too dead. The desperation could be felt, and no one likes likes a desperate mogul studio. Yeah. Crying out for more money. <laughs> Two last things like the Justice League. One, the fact that there was a scene in which the Flash and Cyborg grave rob Superman's body. That's bizarre that exists. That, that, sorry, nicely put. I've forgotten all about that. I think I blanked it from my brain. Yeah, the, like if you read the, that on paper in a script that wasn't made, like they could never shoot that. Like that's in the film. But not only the grave robbing it. I'm like, how old is this fucking corpse? He doesn't, but isn't that? And also, Batman ha- say that though, like he doesn't his scale. Sell oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but then the other question is, how do they explain Clark Kent coming back? That's another thing. There's a deleted scene that was in it where apparently Lois Lane brings him back to the planet and introduces him to Perry White again. You and see, I don't know how that was supposed to work. No, but, yeah, but Perry and Perry White wasn't even in the movie. No. Um, this is where and, and like, like when Gordon turns up again, you, you, Wasted, you, yeah. you're looking at a character like are you on that roof all the time, just flashing that light in the air. That's you don't even go home, dude. You? you just stand there. Uh, I thought that uh, that was a one. It, it was like crying out for some f- golden Kurt Swan fifty sensibilities in there. Oh, Clark Kent! Oh, well, I was trapped in that debris all the time from the from the yeah, fight. The seven first. months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eating my own toenails. The the last thing I was that I really enjoyed Justice League. I will give any props to the film where the villain's last words are "I'll kill you, I'll kill you all," and I liked the fact that Seven Wolf just went off being slowly eaten by his own bug people, screaming "I'll that, kill you all." That was great. That was <laughs> that was unexpected. Uh, another thing that felt like it was shoehorned into the movie at the last minute was the poor Russian family that needed to be saved. I think that was probably reshoots, yeah. It seems like that was reshoots. Uh, no, it was. It was, it just, it was so clunky. I mean, um, the, the payoff joke for it was kind of good, where the Flash rescues I mean, the five of them and then Superman flies by with a building. Like, that was funny. So, like so which were the mustache scenes, by the way? Can I... You, can oh, okay, right. Um... The opening shot was mustache scene. Remember the phone camera bit with the kids asking Superman questions? That was a mustache scene for sure. Oh, that was awful. That opening. You what like that, the no? fuck were they thinking of? No, after Spider Man Homecoming did such a wonderful version of the kind of mobile footage. Yeah. And then that doesn't even stand close to it. It's just. It's I like that they tried patriotic. to give an actual Superman scene, though. Like, that was proper Superman, sort of. No, it, 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 I did not like it. Did you like that? You, you thought it was okay. I like the intention of it. The execution was a bit shit. Well, but, I would <laughs> agree with that. 
Um, the execution was absolutely awful. It looked like it was. It wasn't even shot by any directors. Were hanging around that day to it shoot. Probably it. wasn't. <laughs> Did you notice a bit in the opening credits where, um, as soon as Joss Whedon's name comes up, there's a shot to the homeless man's little sign saying "I tried." And everyone, everyone assumed that's an intentional bit of editing that this was him going, no, no, I know what I did. I'm sorry. Uh, other mustache scenes. There was, so it John, was kind of random. It wasn't like entire scenes. It was like random insert shots that were from the reshoots. You could tell. Because anytime his upper lip looked out of focus, that's when it was. Okay, so that's, that's all the, it was. I, I think Paramount knew what they were doing when they said, no, you can't so funny, shave though. off his mustache. It's such a dick move. It's we such wanna, a studio executive yeah. dick move. We, we want to cost you loads and loads of money. And that's because he's going to be a Mission Impossible as, as, as a the villain. villain with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Henry Cavill is going to be hanging around at Superman for too long after this either. Well, you know, I think Affleck was smart to get out quick, so he's he's out first. Again, you see, Superman this is the too. other thing. This is the thing. You look at the longevity of uh, the actors who signed up to do Marvel movies, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's Star uh, Downey on how many appearances of Iron Man now? I think he's caught up with with uh, Hugh Jackman at this stage. Ah, no, he couldn't have. Know, <laughs> you said he couldn't have. Well, yeah. Yes, three Iron Mans. Three right. Iron Mans, Incredible Hulk. Uh, Spider Man. Spider Man, two uh, Avengers. A Hulk. Uh, I mean, that's how many appearances now. Seven. Yeah, I've got seven yeah, so yeah, far. That's so good. And Hugh Jackman, you're going to have to catch up on that one. Oh, we forgot about Logan. Oh, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> the most serious superhero movie uh, of the yeah, year. Speaking of taking himself too seriously, that's that's somewhere in the middle for me, I think. I didn't, I didn't love Logan. <sighs> That one I always saw once in the There we go. Oh, so no, that's it, was so, it was so getting off with its violence, but uh, bore me. The violence, yeah, bored me too. And once Patrick Stewart left the movie, it was all downhill. And, and Mr. Mournful, Moany Hole, Wolverine, you know. Sorry, I said no, terribly you're right, mean. You're right. <laughs> um, are you going to go see the, the re-release in black and white? And it's nods to westerns and that were, uh, I mean, nods to some, some favourite kind of western. Mm. There was even a nod to True Grit at the end of that film. Or not through grit uh, to a film called Cowboys that no one has bought, but a few people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, with the grave scene oh, where yeah. the kids yeah. all bury him, and that, that was weird. Not that it was not the Shane, which I actually watched there. Recently. You say not the Shane? They just he literally I, oh, showed oh, the film in the film. It was gave the speech back again. Yeah, but they created the hero that can't back away from the bad guys. It has to stand up for the good, truth, just in the American way. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we, we, we remembered Logan, even though we forgot <laughs> Just about, I'll say middle somewhere, I don't know. Which was a, the superhero western of the year. So, next year we have there's a, a oh God, bucket load year. of right. stuff Let's from Marvel anyway. This. Okay, from Marvel there's... Black Panther. Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe another one. Not, do you think Black Panther's going to turn into uh, to be Shaft in Africa? <laughs> I'm okay with that, it was good. <laughs> Shaft Africa is a terrible film. Don't see Shaft. No, Shaft I've seen. Shaft Africa is the just... The trailers are very good. Really brilliant. Um, I think so. I, I, hope, that I hope they get it right. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more of a... kind of guest starring from other heroes in that film well, as well. Well, Bucky and Cap are in that place. So I yeah. Sure. I, no, but it's, it's not before... It, it's oh, it's, a, it's before Infinity War, It's yeah. somewhere in the middle. No, no, don't forget. His father died in the Civil War. Civil War. So it follows on from that, where he's there's a, a vibe for power. Yeah, but I think it's probably still set fairly concurrently. With and we ones. have um, Mr. Sonic Claus going to be running around this one. Andy, Andy Kirkus, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, taking a rest from doing motion capture for every motion capture style entity on the planet. Well, he's still mocapping an arm. So it's, oh, he's the mocap know. king. <laughs> a bit of a it's, how do you monopolize mocap on a planet this size? Get in there first, I suppose. <laughs> 
You know he's got on mocap studio. That does not surprise me. <laughs> I I watch his Snoke and uh, anyway I won't. The go Snoke on thing because he there's a quick divergence. I think yeah. Snoke 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 looked great in the hologram form, and yeah. then I haven't seen Last Jedi yet, but the trailers where you see brief shots of him in he he, he looks like Voldemort's long lost cousin. He looks a bit like Tarkin did, and that like it looks almost like a real person, but it's like well, a one percent missing. This where, isn't a spoiler, yeah. but I'm convinced that Snoke is actually the Emperor. From Return that's of the too Jedi. obvious though. Everyone thought that too. It's too I know, but they, sometimes that's what they do. Isn't that what J.J. Abrams does? The bleeding yeah, obvious? We all thought they were dead and lost in the first episode. And people watched for four years and they found out, yeah, they were dead. Then Cumberbatch isn't playing Khan. Definitely not playing Khan. Oh, he's Khan. Who? Cumberbatch. I remember in Star Trek 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. I shouldn't talk about that. Doctor Strange and Thor. Bit shit. Didn't need to be there. Moving on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I I thought it was funny. What was interesting about that was that the, the most interesting special effect in the film was cutting. <laughs> Every yeah. time that yeah, it, was, it was simply a cut to a different room, tore wobble around a bit, rolling and, down some stairs, and it, it was a good joke. Oh no, that was funny. It was, it was joke. funny, but it was, it was such a pointless cameo. Like as as pointless cameos go in these things, that one was totally needless. Well, it was probably the best Loki moment of sorts. Yes, God, it's sorcerer. Come on. I like getting out his knives yeah. like like a, a commoner garden thug. The falling for <laughs> half an hour joke was funny. Uh, but so Black Panther, we have a we have um, Infinity War uh, is after that. I, what I'm curious about, I mm-hmm. read um, uh, the ant and wasp. Yeah, looking forward to that. I enjoyed that one quite a lot. Yeah, um, that one could be good. It, Michelle Pfeiffer's playing Janet Van Dyne. Good casting. Good casting. So, which means um, possibly loads more flashbacks. Oh well, unless she's well, yeah. The the aging. We're gonna, we'll don't forget they Marvel have have that one wrapped up at this yeah. stage, don't they? They they gave us a young Kurt Russell. They gave young us a young Douglas, Michael young Douglas Junior. That was scary looking. Actually, Danny Junior is frightening. Like it was good, but it was scary the, seeing it in motion. Oh yeah, that's that's true, that, that was, yeah. It was like uh, scenes from one of his early teeny movies. Um, so what else is coming out next? Okay, year? then from we, Fox we have New Mutants and Dark Phoenix and Deadpool two. Dark Phoenix is out next year. Yeah, that's a separate movie. Is it? It's, okay. it's in the current like X Men continuity. It's the okay, is Singer one. still involved with those? I think he's been fired. <laughs> Has he been Given fired from everything at this thing. stage? Yeah, he's. he's got... uh, no, I don't think he. No, because I think he didn't. Uh, he didn't direct Dark Phoenix. It was. Yeah. Um, but he's been involved creatively as an exec in the background, hasn't he? Producer mainly. He directed yeah. a few of them. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's probably been quietly fired since. Because wasn't he also... No, Brett Ratner was on one of them. But he was um, doing its Queen bio there recently. Oh, he's been fired for that for yeah. sure. <laughs> but that was Fox as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been. After him making him all that money. Um, yeah, so Dark Phoenix, to be curious... Um, Probably where, w- w- Where's that going to come from? Is that's, that from another X-Men universe? No, that's going to be the same one with the McAvoy timeline one. Okay, Set so... In the 90s. This comes in then somewhere after... After Apocalypse, yeah. Oh god, I can't keep up. Um, <laughs> and the uh, New Mutants is—I'm not sure where that's at. On that one's well, New Mutants is looking like a horror movie at the yes. moment. Uh, went to a screening there, press screening for oh, which. Sorry, I should briefly mention Shape of Water, which oh, is yeah. out next Dying year. Down, good. I saw that there a few weeks ago, and mm. they showed us a trailer for New Mutants, which I'd seen online, and it looks again, and they mentioned that they were the Fox Lady was there talking about distribution and how Fox are going to be re- reimagining very hard all these films and what they're doing so, except so, they won't because there's currently talks happening where Disney are about to buy Fox so this could all go back in the MCU next year mm. 
wow, so it could be Hollywood could become Disneywood yeah, in the next one. Wow, that's creepy. <laughs> that's that's creepy. a frightening thought. But uh, yeah, so it, it, it's essentially a horror movie. With and the trailer, it's, yeah, it's a very generic looking horror film, but it's nice yeah. seeing a different superhero movie. Genre. It's a very generic trailer. Yeah, it's just like who, who's going to get knocked again. No one actually gets knocked off in it, but yeah. that's what it's. It reminded me of a the trailer for a bizarre uh, Stallone slasher movie year, a million years ago, where he's in a mental institute and people are getting knocked off. So it was a hybrid of a detective story and it's a slasher movie. Right. So it's not the first hybrid slasher. What's that film called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. You'll find it's it. It's going to Stallone as a detective in a slasher movie. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's probably going to become a cult classic now after we've mentioned it on Jesus. our podcast. Um. Yeah. So uh, I can't think of anything else out this uh, There's probably year. more I can't think of anything else either I think there's well, a load of like image stuff due out next year as well, well I'll tell you what you and me we meet here Absolutely. next year well, I think Black Panther's first Black Panther, that's February that's isn't it Feb, so, yep. yeah. I'm looking that's forward to enough, it soon enough so I think we, we will dedicate a whole uh, podcast to Black Panther if you're up for it hopefully, hopefully and Jack Kirby let's bring Jack back let's mention Jack this should have been Jack Kirby one of Angels, Jack but, yeah. the, 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 he's created the key MacGuffins in two universes and uh, I find that fascinating. Well, didn't oh no, Jim Starling invented Thanos and Darkseid, didn't he? W- 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 I did know. he create Thanos? I think he did. I think he created both of them. Well, then, so Darkseid is just a, a rob job of kick, uh, Jack Kirby's. <laughs> oh no, hang on, Thanos is the rip-off one. I think I can't remember now. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, anyway. we'll know more by the time we get back next time. No so promises. We'd just like to wish you all um, uh, wonderful Christmassy stuff yes. and a neutral uh, happy holidays. And one of those New Years where your life gets better. <laughs> Uh, in this economy all of you I know it's not physically possible but we're going to wish it all to you anyway Mm -hmm. and thank you for listening you five guys and uh, see you next year when Black Panther comes out thank you so much good night